Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Outlaw Kowalski. The O is uh, number zero. Mm. I'm Louisa Heron, and I have the plague. Uh, Rest in peace. Thank you. Do you Uh, have little black spots in your armpits? The boobas? Yeah. Not yet! I always Any thought that now. was the grossest part of the bubonic plague. I know that <laughs> other things were way worse, like you would yeah. die from it, but ew, black spots in your armpits is I weird. I know, and they weren't, like, bruising, right? They were, like, necrotic tissue, like that part of your body was dying. Did yeah, you call them boo-boos earlier? Boobos. Oh. That's where That's bubonic comes mm, from. Is that where the child term for an injury, a boo-boo, comes from, too? I have no idea. Could be. Mm. Uh, I think it's just that's one of the four syllables children can say. <laughs> yeah. Be Babu and Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh also they can say Lilu Dallas multipass. Anyway. <laughs> Only if they're magic children and also adults. Yes. <laughs> adults are magic children if you think about it. <laughs> oh uh Wiktionary says possibly from Bubo. A swollen ah. lymph node. Uh, it's Weird. also possibly from the sound a baby or young toddler might make. Yep, so we're both right. <laughs> they say that uh, Ring Around the Rosie is about the bubonic plague. No, isn't it about the scarlet fever? Mm, I heard it was about the plague. Okay, I don't know. I mean, it's probably not about either. It's probably retconning everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who knows? What does it have to do with the bridge falling down, am I right? Yes. Yeah, oh wait, no, the bridge <laughs> falls down in the other one. Wait. Sure. Something yeah, falls down in Ring Around Rosie. Is it just we? We all fall down? Yeah. Okay. And then in that, the Fergie, in that Fergie song, the London Bridge falls down. That's yeah. right. Right. Um, so we started this episode at exactly four minutes and 20 seconds, and I didn't- Nice. I couldn't think of a natural way to bring that in. Uh, <laughs> you could have just hit a bong really loud into your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I am imagining that like playing a musical instrument like a bong is your word for a gong or a big bell. <laughs> Wait, is that not Wait. Uh... I'm very confused about how drugs are. <laughs> yeah, you hit a big bell and sound waves <laughs> makes you high. The only yeah, drugs thought, he's ever done is getting high beats. was just putting your ear up against a giant gong while somebody hit it with a hammer. <laughs> uh, that would make you high in one way and that it would give you a concussion. Yep. Is that being high? Probably. I mean, yeah, all being high is just brain damage, right? Yeah. Ooh. Just say no. Really makes you think. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> everything fun gives you a little brain damage. Mm. Anyway, what'd you get up to this week, Matt? Uh, okay, so I was going to talk about the new Star Wars game that I got for Christmas, which is good if you like Star Wars. It's kind of like Dark Souls, but Star Wars... So you care about the story. This is Jedi um, Fallen Order? Yes. Ah, uh, you got to play it before me. Yes, it's true, I did. Um, but it's it's good if you don't mind the, the punishing gameplay of a Dark Souls-style game. Uh, I always dropped off of Dark Souls because they are very boring. Um, and this is like the good gameplay, but also there's a story that actually is interesting. So it's pretty good. But instead, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I've been trying to watch on Disney Plus a lot of the movies that I've heard of but never seen mm. that are, or that are like lesser known or ones that I saw when I was a kid and haven't watched them in a long time. 
So last night I did a double feature. A lot of Kurt Russell movies. (laughs) Yes, of Kurt Russell movies. I did The Computer Wears Tennis Shoes and Escape from L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a Disney Plus movie. Classic Disney movie, yep. Yep, (laughs) not even the original, just the sequel. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, No, I watched Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. And then I watched The Aristocats. Oh boy, the two most and, racist ones. Well, they're definitely not the most racist well, ones. Two but... of the most racist ones that are available on Disney Plus for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and there was this hubbub about Disney putting like a warning on their things saying uh, that it was racist. And I watched these and I was like, there wasn't that. And then I found that you have to go into the details submenu of the. Uh, the movie to actually see the racist warning, so, like, in what way is this a warning anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Yes, it's very bad, but what I wanted to talk about, aside from the terrible racism, which we can also get into if you want, but... Oh, I, I um, won't. Okay. But, Lady and the Tramp, I watched when I was a kid, I remember liking it, I watched it now, and it's still fine. It's not great, but it's okay. It's a... It's a it's an enjoyable movie to watch. I've never seen the Aristocats before last night. And you guys, it is wild that this was a movie that people worked on. Have you seen this movie? Uh, I might have seen it when I was a very young child, but I don't remember it. Literally nothing happens in this movie. It is insane how little is going on in this movie. And like... There's that one scene in Lady and the Tramp where uh, Lady is in the dog pound and she's, like, sad, and so the other dogs sing her a song to cheer her up about how the tramp is a tramp, and it's just called He's a Tramp, but I yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, and it's such an obvious pad where it's like, oh, we need another five minutes in this movie, let's just have these dogs sing this nonsense song or whatever. That is every second of the Aristocats. <laughs> Every song is just the character being like, hi, my name is Thomas. Thomas is my name. I'm named Thomas. Da 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 da. Five minutes of you singing about how your name is Thomas. Why? It's baffling. Hey, you remembered his name. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> so, I haven't seen the movie, but I thought the point was this is, I know very little, so I'm making a wild guess. Yes. That there's a <clears throat> rich cat and her kittens, I guess, who like somehow loses her way or somehow gets separated from her rich family and has to slum it with these dirtbag cats until she can get back to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what uh- happens? You've just described in less than a minute the entire plot of the movie, everything that happens in the movie. Weird. I thought it was this documentary about a super dirty joke. (laughs) Have you seen that documentary? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. That's another question I have is, it's not called Aristocats. It's called The Aristocats. Is it supposed to be a reference to that super dirty joke? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Which one? Why? I mean, it's it's sort of like a The Terminator versus Terminator. If they made a second one, it would have just been called Aristocats 2 without a B. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like it's the the amount of dithering in this movie is truly baffling. <laughs> Um, there's a scene where they meet a couple of geese who are on vacation from England, and they are there, uh, and they talk to Where does this movie take place? New York City? I have no idea. Paris. Okay. 
That makes um, more sense than the, that the geese it, are on vacation. You know what? It actually doesn't, because you know how many of the cats have French accents? Zero. You know how many of the people have French accents? Also zero. Hmm. I guess that's probably one step above when you do something that takes place in ancient Rome and everyone's British for some reason. Yeah, yeah. well, okay, so the the main uh, aristocratic cat, female cat, is vi- voiced by Ava Gabor, so whatever that accent is, what what accent is Austrian? that? Austrian. I want to. I want to say she's Austrian. I really have no idea. Well, she, this anyway. was Hitler's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, and the other, she's Hungarian. I apologize uh, okay. to the family, uh, the, to the Gabor family, Zsa Magda, Eva, all of them. And the other main character, Cat, is voiced by the guy who does the voice of the bear in. Um, well, I guess probably the voice of Blue the bear as well. He does oh, the right. voice of the bear in Robin Hood. Yeah, Little John. Yeah, whatever that guy is. So he does the voice of the other cat. And like, man, there's a lot of scenes of this cat trying to fuck the kitten's mom in front of them. <laughs> like a lot of them. Well, the cats yeah. are naked all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> And, like, the one takeaway that people get from this movie that I've ever heard anyone talk about is that song, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Mm-hmm. And the way that that song comes up is they they stumble upon a house where there's a bunch of jazz cats, and they're like, hi, play a song for us, please, and then the jazz cats play this song. And it has nothing to do with anything, and it is meaningless and pointless. That's and all you would have need to do is right before that scene had a scene where one of the kittens is like, I'm so tired from our journey, I it sucks to be a cat, I wish I was a person. And then you could have been like, you don't understand, everybody wants to be a cat, and then your song makes fucking sense! I fixed your movie in, like, one line of dialogue, you fucking assholes! <laughs> Oh, uh, I mentioned this, but I watched Robin Hood a few weeks ago because it's on Disney Plus, and yeah. that also has basically no plot, which I didn't realize because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Yes, but it's amazing. shocking the, the light years of difference between almost no plot and actually no plot. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I kept giggling when you said the phrase "jazz cats," so I kind of yes. zoned out for a second there. Uh, were these cats <laughs> extremely racist? Um. I know they're not the one most racist cats in the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> one of them was extremely racist. He, the drummer is a uh, Siamese cat. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is the one that has the very right. Ra- okay. Oh, no, no. They both have extremely racist yeah. Siamese cats. Yeah, yeah. The other one has ra- two racist Siamese cats that sing a racist song. Yes. Yeah. This one also sings a racist song. Okay. Did you know I, recently, <clears throat> within the last ten years or so, the uh, Disney released a, like, Disney stars of today do some of our classic songs, and they had fucking, I think it was Haley and Hilary Duff sing the We Are Siamese No! Song. Why would you do that? No! Oh my god! Yeah! Jesus! That's that? the worst two people you could have had to sing that, too. Yes! Oh, yes. God, I, I just got, like... Anxiety sweats thinking about it. I know. Oh man, oh man. That sucks. Uh, everybody involved should have known better. Mm-hmm. How could you have Okay, yeah. hold on. Yeah. How could you, a human being, <clears throat> sing those words of that song out of your mouth and not be like, no. I'm not yeah. gonna do this actually. I'm a celebrity and this will end my career probably. Uh, Did it though? It. Well, regardless, like 
Yeah. Holy shit, that song is racist, you guys. Yes. <sighs> Incredible. Um, I... Are you gonna watch the remake of Lady and the Tramp? No. Okay. Why not? The the cartoon is barely enjoyable. I mm. don't see how yeah. the live action version. Could Matt was be saying he liked it as a kid. I don't think I liked it as a kid. It was too stressful because Lady had a good life with her family that loved her, and then they had a baby, and they started to suspect her, and then they didn't love her anymore. And that's no, they did. Up. They still loved her. The problem was they went out of town and then they had their aunt come to look after the baby and the aunt hated her. Yeah, I know. But then they were quick to be like, well, I guess she's bad for the baby. We're going to throw her out. No, the aunt does that. When they come back, they're like, what are you doing? This dog is great. You should let the dog back inside. Yeah, what's bad Either way, it's what's, way too stressful of a lot. What's bad for the dog is good for the baby. That's the yeah. phrase. <laughs> I just think it's wild how... So the climax, okay, minor spoilers for Lady and the Tramp. The climax of this movie is when a rat gets into the baby's room, Mm -hmm. and Lady and the Tramp both have to, like, break into the house to go kill that rat. Ah. Huh. What was that rat gonna do to the baby? Like, (laughs) is- was that rat gonna eat that baby? Yeah, probably. It was an evil rat, it had yellow eyes, so- yeah, it was, listen, that rat was scary as shit, and when I was a kid, I was like, that rat is definitely going to kill that baby. But now, as an adult, I'm thinking, would that rat have killed that baby? <laughs> like, wasn't it just trying to be inside? Wouldn't you have killed that baby? <clears throat> um, I don't know, that baby is weird. Like, they never show you the baby, they just show you the yeah. back of its head, and it's always like a weird potato with hair on it. <laughs> Oh, it's sort yeah, of like baby. sort of like the adults in a Looney Tune. Yeah, kind yeah. of. They also don't really show you the faces of the human owners, but they do show you yeah. the face of the aunt, and her face is so wildly cartoony compared to everything else in that movie. It's insane. Hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. that <clears throat> moment in the tense climax where a dog gets killed at the pound. <laughs> that's pretty. Jesus. That's true. Yep. Ah, uh, grim. There's also that moment where you think that one of the main character dogs gets killed by getting yeah. run over by a horse. Hashtag yeah. that moment when. <laughs> that yeah. feel when you get run over by a horse. Yep. <coughs> um, but anyway, I, I, I appreciate the fact that there are a couple of moments in that movie, like where the dog gets run over by the horse, or when uh, Tramp is trying to kill the rat and he knocks over the baby's bassinet where i genuinely even now as an adult i was like oh shit like yeah they did a good job of fostering at least that level of drama um i think i've made a fellow fallen asleep twice during aristocats (laughs) because the thing of it is the main plot hook is this woman who's very rich leaves all her money to these cats and so her butler tries to kill the cats he does it before the lady is dead so like (laughs) What do you, like, I, I know you want this inheritance, my dude, but this is not, you gotta wait till she dies first, right? Do you? And then he just fucks it up eight different ways, and there's, nothing happens! And it's like, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, <clears throat> the writers chose to have all these things happen. Like, they could have written something more interesting to happen here. <laughs> Mm. Why didn't they yeah. uh, just make the villain good at his thing, and then you've got conflict? They had two minutes to make this movie. I do <laughs> genuinely think 
the the scene the song everybody wants to be a cat devolves into one of those weird psychedelic like color palette swap Oh, blasts yeah. of random they sounds that was that, in every they? Disney movie in the 70s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was talking to Jen about it last night, and I was trying to figure out what level of drug use do you think influenced Disney in the 70s? Because I don't think as much as I want to believe that people were high as fuck while they were making these movies, they probably weren't. Yeah. And they were probably trying to like reference drug culture. In well, a that way, was, that was the time when people like did little experimentations with LSD, right? Like you'd have some at a party on a weekend, and yeah. Then yes, that that's all that you would have. Like you wouldn't keep having it, but it'd be like, oh, this was a fun thing we did at a party, right? It really expanded our ideas of art. Yeah. So, do you think the animators had done that, or do you think they were just like referencing the culture of the time? Mm, hard to say. So if it if it was the fifties, I would say for sure that they were all doing tabs of acid and then making their cartoons. Like that's <laughs> it was wh- not the fifties, yeah. so that that is not true. Exactly. So because it's the seventies, I think it's much more likely that they were eating mushrooms or smoking weed. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess, but like you would have to eat so many mushrooms to be high through the entire animation process of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. I think you know we have to be high enough to come up with the ideas, and you'd be like, and then they're dancing on the ceiling, and now everything's purple. And then you write it down, you storyboard it, and then later you're like, yes, I remember. I remember how good of an idea this was. And yeah, but other people had to work on it, and weren't they like, this is stupid and nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, they loved it. Was it was all new and exciting. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Thurl Ravenscroft plays the Russian cat. That's Yay. the end. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, he's he's, he's a mean one, Mister Grinch. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, it's been a crazy week. Holidays. I got sick, but uh, Friday was my birthday, which was very nice, and uh, we went to see Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Out there, good movie. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for listeners who haven't seen it, but I really enjoyed it a lot. It was a classic kind of mystery. It had a very, mm, I want to say, Wes Anderson kind of aesthetic, but just in the idea that it's modern day, but it's got a bit of a 70s kind of vibe to it. Hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about this after seeing it, but I think that it, it does a pretty good job of being a pastiche of, like, mystery stories throughout the ages where there's touches of 70s but there's also touches of like agatha christie style uh murder mystery stuff and also like you know uh more modern things so i think it covers all different kinds of mysteries in a way that that is quite masterful yes i think that's true yeah to me and i don't it felt like it was trying very much to fit into the tradition of a uh, Sherlock Holmes or Poirot, a uh, very quirky, um, super smart detective story, which I, I really appreciated them doing that sort of unironically. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the, the main guy is a mystery writer. And then like, there are little bits. I, I really liked that at, in the midpoint, one of the main characters is talking to her mother while her mother is watching an episode of Murder She Wrote in Spanish. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I see. Like, you're trying to, like, all of these little bits are evoking the, the, the history that brought us to this moment in murder mystery stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. A lot of, I feel like a lot of murder mysteries can't handle 
modern day um, technology. Like they, they don't know how to handle it that people could have phones all the time and stuff. But yeah. this movie kind of just sidestepped that really nicely, I thought. I mean, they. there are a couple plot points where it's important that she does have a phone, which yeah. I thought was actually quite good. Yeah. 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 So a lot of them, like, try, like, uh, Harmon's especially will be like, oh, no, you forgot to charge your phone like you never would. And oops, and now you don't have a phone just to get around it because they don't know how to write for that. But yeah. I yeah. thought this movie incorporated things pretty well. Yep. Uh, a minor warning for people. I had talked to Jen about this because she wanted to see the movie, but she has a problem with this too. Um, there are a lot of people who are made very uncomfortable by depictions of vomiting in movies, <laughs> and that happens so much in this yes. movie. And I genuinely don't understand why. It's terrible. Like, it's even I, a person who is not bothered by this, was like, Guys, come on. <laughs> There's a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, which is a trivia podcast about movies. But he'll have a little disclaimer, because he goes to see basically every movie. At the beginning, he'll have a disclaimer for which movies are not for emetophobes. And I'm mm. sure that this one's on their list. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's absolutely disgusting. And, <laughs> like, they treat it like a joke, but it, I don't know what about it could be funny. It's just horrible. Our, um, yeah. our... Most beloved li- listener, Chris, um, whenever someone vomits on a TV show or in a movie, he laughs uncontrollably as if someone <laughs> is, like, tickling him. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. For some so reason, yeah, he is oh. the opposite. It's, like, the most delightful and funniest thing that could happen to him for some reason. <laughs> this is recoloring my understanding of Chris's personality. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits, huh? He he delights in other people's misfortune. Yeah, it's a very specific uh, form of Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, it's very good. It is good. Uh, it's really good to see Chris Evans in a movie where he's just playing a person. Because yeah. I do think he's very charming and a good actor, but he plays so much dumb shit in things. <laughs> Even Captain America, I'm just like... He's just so caricature-y. Now, I agree that he usually plays big caricature things, and it was nice to see him just being sort of like a regular guy. But oh, I do kind of want to see him in a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he had full face alien makeup. Yeah. Oh, that would be excellent. I love <laughs> I love when someone famous shows up as just like a monster or a stormtrooper. Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper for one line in one of these <laughs> Star Warses. Yes. Captain Phasma, my favorite character. Yeah, <clears throat> Captain Phasma is a person who was famous definitely when they were making the movies and probably isn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else was I going to say about the movie? Oh, just what I like that they introduced this idea of a new detective. Like, everything is such a reference to other things these days in entertainment that I kept thinking, like, is this from, like, a book series or something? But no, it's just an original character, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. It just yeah. feel, it has that feeling, which I like. Yeah. I wonder how well this movie did, because I could definitely see a sequel with that character in it. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, man, I would love to see, like, a mini-series where it's just, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of hour-long mysteries that he solves. Yeah. <laughs> Even great. though it's Daniel Craig doing the most laughable accent he's ever done in <laughs> it's a It's <movie>. so endearing. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Is endearing the word? Because off-putting, I think, fits as well. Oh, yeah. Which is weird, because I don't know how it can be both. Yeah, for some reason it is. And his name is, is, his name is Benoit Blanc, which is my favorite part. Um, (laughs) this movie made a ton of money. It had a $40 million budget and made $214 million. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So it, it's the type of movie that was like not expensive to make and then like made back its money several fold. Oh man, guys, how great would it be if like, I feel, I think we all are aware of the fact that everyone's a little bit tired of superhero movies and like big action blockbusters in general. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be great if the next wave in entertainment popularity was a bunch of like small scale chamber mysteries? Yes. Yeah, that'd be real good. Oh man, we're going into the twenties. It's the time for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I would absolutely love that, especially if all of the big franchises that will continue to exist until the end of time started trying to do it. Just yeah. like the next <laughs> X-Men movie is Wolverine trying to solve a murder at the X-Mansion or something <laughs> stupid like that. Why would it be Wolverine? He's the least likely to use detective work. <laughs> mm, because he's the gruffest, noirest uh, guy that they have. He'd have to be the sidekick. You'd want to have, like, I don't know... Iceman. <laughs> the stu- smart, the famously smart. Which ones of them are smart? Famously the stupidest X-Man, Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, you don't you certainly don't want Beast to be the the main detective. That's too on the nose. Oh, no, yeah. you want him to be one of the prime suspects. Yeah. yeah Ooh, what about Magneto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magneto and Wolverine have to team up to solve the murder of the yeah. murder of like, Professor Xavier. Xavier Professor Xavier. Yeah, you never wanted to invite Magneto to the X Mansion, but now you have to to help have him help you yeah. solve this murder. He's yeah. the investigator and, and also the prime suspect. <laughs> and Magneto, wa- no, Magneto was busy trying to murder Wolverine at the time of the crime. So <laughs> yeah, it's the, knows only, that he it's didn't the only reason that. we know those two couldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though all the iron in his blood was pulled out and he was cut to ribbons with blades. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it turns out it was suicide. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Uh, Alright, yeah, that's all very good and we hope that it's true. But, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so I also watched a movie about delightful singing cats this week. <laughs> um, oh no! I went to the motion picture theater and I saw two opposite <laughs> movies. Um, first I saw the, uh, what is it? Tom Hooper 2019, uh, psychedelic nightmare escape cats. Uh, <laughs> and boy, that movie just sucks eggs. Uh, <laughs> It's, it can't be as bad as the Aristocats. <laughs> it is um, bad in a way where, like, you're not laughing at how bad it is. You're just sitting there the whole time being like, how did everyone involved in this agree to do it? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like 200 people had to have seen the things they were doing in this movie and said yes. What? <laughs> it's crazy to me that anyone on Earth... <laughs> ever saw that picture of Judy Dench's face on a cat and was like, this could be a movie. <laughs> oh, man. The thing is, that stuff didn't happen till the very end, so while they're filming it, I'm sure they're like, and we'll fix all this in post. Alright, great. Just put them in cat costumes. Why? <laughs> Why did they have to look like that? Louisa, you yeah. say that that didn't happen till the very end, and that's somewhat true, but somebody spent weeks of their life photoshopping Judy Dench's face onto that cat, and yeah. they could have been like, 
this is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not they're, committing this crime. They're working 80 hours a week making barely above minimum wage. If they had said anything, they would have been shit can and they just would have got somebody else. Yeah, but sometimes your duty to humanity overrides your <sighs> yeah, personal duty is right. interests. <laughs> oh, man, I just... I, I wanted this movie to uh, deliver on being the, like, most poorly produced picture I've ever seen, and it sure was. Um, <laughs> like, there's parts where they're just, the people's regular human hands are just in it. <laughs> like, for the most part, they, like, do the effect to make it have fur going up, like, the back of their hand almost to the fingers. But uh-huh. some of them sometimes just have normal uncgi human hands. Like they forgot? <laughs> like they forgot, yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite cat from the movie Cats was Ian McKellen, who plays a very old cat. And mm-hmm. god, he's having a blast. <laughs> Is he some kind of jellical cat? They're all jellical cats, first of all. And no, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh... I really like Idris Elba as the bad guy who can inexplicably teleport all of the cats to a boat. <laughs> That's really good. I'm sure the that cat's this is natural place a boat. I'm sure that this is replacing some sort of stage uh, craft that didn't translate well to film because there's no way they made a cat disappear in a puff of smoke uh, on stage five times, right? I don't know. They can do that smoke effect and then you like drop to the floor. Yeah, I Is guess so. Is McKellen cat wearing a scarf? Yeah, he has like a scarf and I think a long coat. Some of them have what? clothes and some of them don't. Yeah, There's no rules. That's say, not okay. Just right? from the trailer, it really bothered me that uh, in the stage show, they're humans wearing like big fluffy coats to be like cat skins. But then in the movie I saw, they're also still wearing the big fluffy coats, even though now they have cat fur on their regular skin. Yep. Why? 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 Impossible <laughs> to say. You can't. <laughs> You can't do this movie. Mm, I think you'll find, actually, (laughs) that they can and did. Was Jason Derulo in this movie? Yes. He (laughs) plays Rum Tum Tugger, and he does a great job because he's a good singer. Does he say his own name in the middle of it? Uh, No, he unfortunately does not at any point either sing Jason Derulo or Rum Tum Tugger in his Jason Derulo voice, which would have ruled so hard. Uh, You were rooting for that. I only learned about a year ago that he is, like, a trained opera singer, and he's actually incredibly good at singing, despite the fact that all he makes is, like, butt music for the club. There's a song of his where he sings a verse in falsetto, and he gets so high that I can't get that high. The thing is, you can be very good at doing art and still incredibly stupid. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah, I guess he just, like, has bad taste or just wants to make dumb stuff for regulars. I think if you're actually talented at singing, your dream is to be involved in a Broadway musical movie, right? Oh, I think that this is probably the best singing he's got to do, like, as a famous person. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, actual, you know, show tunes are not just because they're stupid and bad, not necessarily easy. Right. Yeah, especially, <sighs> is, is this an Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yes. Is, yes. He really liked to write for singers, didn't he, so. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it it's plotless Sometimes garbage. Sometimes he wrote five singers. 
What's that? Uh, Nothing. No, he said what? five. He writes five singers, which is one more than four singers. God. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, after that, I saw Uncut Gems, which is a crime movie that Adam Sandler plays a serious role in, and it was very good. Oh God! Uh, I yeah. just we can't forgive Adam Sandler. Yeah, I agree. For grown ups, we too, as a society or? are not for everything he's ever done. What about Billy Madison? Yeah, terrible movie, you're right. (laughs) I haven't seen it since I was a child, it probably sucks, right? I mean, it certainly sucks. It Uh, might be funny, but it definitely sucks. I've seen it once, I don't really remember, but I I will bet you dollars to donuts. There's definitely some problematic stuff in there. Well, I'm never going to rewatch it, so I'll never find out. Oh, you (laughs) know what? I can think of one problematic joke in it. (laughs) It's uh, in Steve Buscemi's cameo, if you can recall that. when he plays those two Siamese cats? Yeah, yeah, he plays two Siamese cats with weird CGI fur. (laughs) And they sing a very racist song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. All right, let's get into our wiki. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Wiki, wiki, what? So I put, I pasted the link, and the yeah, I'm tired already. <laughs> yeah, okay. The wiki we got is for, oh Jesus, it's Corypedia, the Coronation Yay. Street wiki. Have we done an obscure British soap opera? Uh, yeah, yes. I actually thought we did this one, but we actually did Emmerdale. Oh yeah. God, damn it. <laughs> This is the more famous, I think, of yeah, the... Yeah, I've actually heard of this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with this from two different sources. One is a podcast host that I used to listen to really likes it, and another is an English band I enjoy has a song named after two of the characters from it. <laughs> I, I've i never seen a second of this show, but Same. I once saw mm-hmm. a... Japanese soap opera when I was in Hawaii that took place in a building where the story mainly followed uh, a young woman. I didn't understand anything anyone was saying. Obviously, I don't speak Japanese. But there was a young woman who worked in this building, and it was sort of like a Sesame Street style, like kids would come and she would teach them things. But then there was also a wizard that showed up and cast spells on people that caused her to fall in love with him. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that level of, like, just crazy magic without any justification is exactly what Coronation Street is. Is that true? I have no idea, because I've never seen it. I so. I think it's more realistic. Watch, there'll probably have been a plotline about it. ghosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know there's ghosts. There's more than one ghost. Hmm. So, I get confused here, because I know uh, Coronation Street and EastEnders are the two big ones. Uh, EastEnders, obviously, in the East End of London, which is, like, the more blue-collar part of London. Is Coronation Street also there? I have no idea. It's impossible to know. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no one will ever so know. let me describe it a little bit, then. Uh, the background, I'm seeing uh, rooftops with uh, slates and those little clay uh, chimneys that were so popular at the turn of the century. Yep. No clues there. Uh, welcome to Coropedia. Uh, the background is bricks, and then the word Coropedia is on a sign as if it's a street sign in England. Uh, this sign about Coronation Street that anyone can edit. This is a spoiler-free zone for UK residents. Details of the episodes are not permitted until the episode receives its initial ITV transmission. Hmm. 
This wiki was created on the 21st of May 2008 and currently has 23,163 articles. Wow. Yeah, and that's about how it. Would, how, would you po- how would you post information about episodes before the initial ITV transmission? Is this a warning just for the people who write Carnation Street? <laughs> Maybe for, for leaks? Or? Like, you can't put leaks up here? I guess so, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Uh, um, Carnation Street is a British soap opera which chronicles oh, yes. the lives of the residents of a backstreet terrace in Weatherfield. Does that answer your question, Louise? Oh, oh. a fictional town in the north yeah. of England. There we go. Greater, Not London at all. Greater Manchester. So a, a Newcastle and mm, Manchester okay. type deal. Um, so now I see why there are comparisons, because Manchester is also kind of a blue-collar city. So yeah. Yeah. That background is the title card, by the way, but uh, the actual wiki page covers the entirety of the title. <laughs> Yep. Uh, hmm. So I am going through and I found the, you know how wiki pages have a little notice for like, hey, this page or section is not finished. Like it's it's a stub notice. Yep. Um, theirs here has a picture of a lady with a perm pointing at a guy with a severe eyebrows and a sweater. Um and there's another guy in the background. I'll, I'll post the link so that you can see, but I'm describing it for the listeners. Um, if you scroll down a little on this page for Raquel Watts, um, who I believe was one of the main characters in the 90s, because my only reference point is a song called Curly and Raquel, which I mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, and it says, if you've out to say, spit it out before it flamin' well chokes yer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which... I only avoided doing an accent because I do not know how O-W-T <laughs> is supposed to be pronounced. You got it. Uh, you got that part. Everything else you said was pretty much wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's why I didn't do it. Um, but I don't know what that means. And it means anything. The word out means anything. Because uh, huh. nout means nothing. Does that help you? Uh, well, I don't remi- I don't know what the rest of it means. So if you have anything to say, uh, spit it out spit before it, out. it chokes you. Uh, but why is that attached to the unfinished section image? Like, if you want to yeah. add something here, you should do it. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So this show started in 1960, and it says it's the longest-running show in the world. That's pretty nice. Huh. Well. Wait, is that- good. <laughs> Is it? I mean, that's what it says on the main page. I don't know if that's oh. true, but they are claiming that. Hmm. Let's see. Longest. I thought there was some <laughs> anime that had been on since, like, the 50s. Well. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> Sailor Moon. Anyway, <laughs> did you know that uh, the first episode ever transmitted without any of the original cast members was in 1974? Wow, that didn't take long. Great. Yeah. 14 years? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The Simpsons yeah, still has all its original cast members except, like, <laughs> one or two. And that's been on for 30 years. <laughs> they kept going until several cast members died. <laughs> yeah. They would actually... The only thing that would stop them would be, like, if Dan Castellaneta died. Even then, they just have to hire, uh... No, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say Robin Williams, but nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Yep. <coughs> anyway, um, I don't have anything to say about this show that I've never yeah, seen. so I was trying to figure out how frequent this show is, but this is like a five times a week show, right? Yeah, That's probably. It has over 9,000 episodes. 
It's so many. It's over 9,000. Yeah. Yeah. Like on that show. And then I crushed the, um, the scouter. Yep. Um, this is nothing. So I did a random page All because right. I don't know what else we have to say. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and my random page is Dave. Oh, uh, right. Excuse me, there is a parenthetical there. <laughs> Dave 2012 character. <laughs> oh, there's a picture of him. Number of appearances, two. First appearance, September 17th, September 2012. Last appearance, 17th, <laughs> September 2012. Did they do two episodes a day? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they were doing a marathon of new episodes. Does anyone ever do that? Like, maybe, yeah, they did it, like, uh, Cartoon Network style, because they were just trying to burn off some episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is... So Dave was a bloke who met Beth <laughs> Tinker online, uh-huh. and when they met up for a date, Dave didn't match his profile picture from the internet dating site, much to Beth's horror. Because uh-huh. <laughs> she's very uh, vain. When Dave turned out to be a pig looking for sex, Beth poured a pint over him and walked out. I mean, I guess this is their prerogative, but I kind of expect wikis that give you information to be a little bit less editorial than this one is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're doing it, like, from the point of view of the character. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Like, that's why she did it. Yeah, but I want to know, I want to know the biography of Dave. Where is his (laughs) blood type? I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, there were two episodes on this day. That's, he appears in both of them, I guess. Louisa, you were asking how frequently the show airs. Clearly it's twice a day. Sometimes <laughs> twice a day seems to be the case. Oh, uh, but crazy. then they skipped the 18th. So it was like twice a day, maybe it was the season premiere, and then they did like every other day. Hey, so this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at recent activity, and in the last hour... People have been frantically updating episodes from 1963 and 65. Huh. What? How are those not done already? Maybe new Yeah, what if there's a big twist this year? They had a special hour-long episode on Christmas Day. What if there's a big twist about a character? But they're updating the the plot synopsis of episodes from the 60s. Yeah, Yeah, maybe they're saying, like, unbeknownst to whoever, in 1963, they had a child. Yeah, they had David Bradley come in to play the first Coronation Street. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they did a whole retcon that he had an extra adventure. (sighs) Uh, I'm looking at what the edit was, and the edit on the most recent one, the the note says, expanded plot description and verified cast. I wonder if this was, like, a recently recovered episode, because I know a lot of British shows in the 60s had this problem where they would be like, ah, we don't want to buy more videotapes, let's just tape over them. Yeah. Yeah, because of the blitz. Yeah. There's a rationing after the war. Yeah, you got it. They didn't want the Russians to get their hands on too many Doctor Who episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does contain the secrets of time travel, which would have won Russians the war. Yeah, it was weird back then, in only the lost episodes, he starts every episode with a factual, real-world way to build a working time machine. Just yep. explains it for 15 minutes. Uh, they had subsidies for educational television, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was educational. It wasn't the time travel part. He just told you how to make a time machine every episode. There's nothing educational about the time travel part of Doctor Who. It was <laughs> ostensibly supposed to... Yeah, obviously. You mean like the producers of Doctor Who in 1963? <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. 
We all know that Doctor Who in the 60s was just an excuse to reuse the wardrobe from the period dramas of uh, BBC TV shows, right? <laughs> exactly. What yeah. else could we set in Dickensian London? <laughs> yep. <coughs> so I got a random one, and I put it in the chat, and it is a PC leech. PC Leach, Police Constable Leach, was a Bobby on the Beat who one night in October 1984, and there's a whole synopsis, but apparently he saw people who were drunk come out of a pub and get into their car. He then issued a breathalyzer and got them arrested because the driver was drunk. The end. Oh, friggin' snitch. He also only appeared in two episodes, but these ones were on different days. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, that's, that's good. <clears throat> oh man, he looks like a real uh, soap opera cop. He does, yeah. Played by Anthony yeah. Schaefer. Let's click through to his article. Whoa, he's he's played 15 roles on Coronation Street. Yeah, Good one of him. the trivia things on the main page is he's, been, he's played the most different roles huh. on Coronation Street of any he's actor. He started playing parts in 1980, and the most recent part he played was in 2018. Oh, he was on Emmerdale. It all comes together. Oh, man. He's one of these, uh, like, these people who always show up as a different uh, makeup alien, a different forehead alien in Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. He's Pretty so good. old in his most recent role as male client. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's click through to that. Let's see him. Oh, he's lost all his hair. He looks so mad. <laughs> yep. And he's a male client for a haircuttery. So what? Huh. <laughs> Well, I guess they did a too good of a job. I bet that was the joke in the episode. Mm, probably. Ooh, Bethany claimed this man was a sexist, but he was repr she was reprimanded by Audrey for losing the salon business. Oh, so who's to say who's right and who's wrong <laughs> in that case? Yeah. He's a sexist for calling her a Bobby Dazzler. Is that... What is that? Is that not one of the X-Men? That's one of the British X-Men. <laughs> No, that's one of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in England, because he dazzles bobbies. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> in British English, noun, dialect, anything outstanding, striking, or showy, especially an attractive young woman. Huh. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Try to imagine a person saying that in a way that isn't just hilarious. Everything British people say is hilarious. Mm, that's true. Um, I also brought up a random page, and mine has the longest title of all of them, so I think I win this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I got episode 6,025 from 11th May 2005. Uh, the image is very funny. For a funny. second, I, when I saw this link in the, the page that you brought up, I confused the episode number with the year that it aired <laughs> in. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh man, they're they're really calling their shots. Yeah, this is the Coronation <laughs> Fanon wiki. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised. At, years in the future. I was surprised at first that there's no episode title, but then I immediately thought, well, they couldn't have titles, really, could they? <laughs> They'd yeah. spend all their time thinking up titles. Yeah. It's true. Um, the preview image is a guy who looks like he's trying to recreate the meme of Patrick from Spongebob looking sinister down to the left of the image, <laughs> uh, which is very I fun. was going to say, it looks like a guy, it looks like Mandy Patinkin very much concentrating on getting younger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. All right. So Betty is mad at Charlie for, for hitting someone named Dev. Okay. Maybe it was the developer of the show. Uh, no, Dev is a businessman in, on Coronation Street. 
Um, okay. He owns Prima Donaire for your okay. fries only and the corner shop. So two of those have incredibly good names. <laughs> um, for your fries only might be the best possible name for a British <laughs> restaurant that I've ever heard in my entire life. But they don't call them fries there. Um, tell him that. He is a man who has immigrated from another place to become a successful <laughs> British citizen. Okay. I don't actually know if that's true. I'm making a racist assumption. But you are. This, <clears throat> this show does not seem like it would include people of color in any other way, if I'm being honest. I gotta say, as the more I look at them, the more I think Prima Donaire is actually the better name. That is a really good pun. Uh... <laughs> No, I was right. He shows up. I mean, the fact that he is an Indian gentleman and just owns a bunch of chain restaurants in the town is already like, oh, okay. Um, but yes, he is actually from India. So, ha. <laughs> I mean, neither of his restaurants are Indian restaurants. Well, Donair is close. <laughs> it's French. Close. <coughs> well, Donair is like kebabs. It's the yeah. French version of the Middle Eastern dish. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Neither of which are India. I I need to point out. <laughs> right, yes. but it's uh, what is Ooh, Mediterranean? You're digging your you're, you're digging a hole. No, I mean it's just like you can order the same type of shaved beef from restaurants with ten different names. Arby's. Yeah, Arby's <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> Arby's, right. shawarma, gyro. Donaire. <laughs> what if Arby's has their meat on like a big spit rotating in the back? You don't know that they don't. <laughs> I would be willing to bet that they have it on a horizontal spit. <laughs> uh, there's a sentence that keeps jumping out at me from this plot, which is <clears throat> Gail chats to Keith in the garden while <laughs> David plays football with Barney the Rabbit! Exclamation point. There is no explanation for this, and Barney the Rabbit is not a link you can click on to find out if that's a person or an actual rabbit. But if you hover, the title of that uh, page would be Barney, and in parentheses, <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, and True. then it says next to that, page does not exist. <laughs> so, there's a trained rabbit on the show. That I wonder if football. it was deleted. No, it doesn't seem to have been deleted. It just seems like it never existed. That sucks. Yeah, Scylla and Rocky have a ketchup fight, and Wong's chippy Ugh. is the next part. Excuse yeah, me? <laughs> ketchup fight would be great. <laughs> would it? Wong's chippy. I have a new uh, entry for favorite restaurant in Coronation Street. <laughs> is it all just cleverly named restaurants? Is that what this street is? Yep. Yeah. I think if you're making this show for, what, 40 years? 50 years? Yeah. yeah, that's what you start doing. I wonder if there's, like, list of restaurants, if I click through to any of these. No, Wong's Chippy doesn't have a page. No, it doesn't. Hmm. But I bet there's a category that is, yeah, uh, Rosmond Street Businesses. Okay, this is okay. gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm clicking on it. Do it. Uh, I feel like there should be a way that we can do this as a, as a like, a game, but I don't know what that would be. <laughs> Oh man, there's another next to Prima Donaire is Roy's Rolls, <laughs> which is very good. <laughs> yep. Is is that intentionally a pun on Rolls Royce? It must be. It must be. Yeah. <sighs> well, what did you get for us? Only. Did you get a? You found category. 
uh, I did, I clicked on for your fries only, and then one of the categories, the tags at the top was Rosamond Street Businesses. Okay. There's also Weatherfield Businesses. I'm on Victoria Street Businesses. Ooh, okay. I guess Weatherfield Businesses covers all of them on account of it's the name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So, let's get, let's see, let's look at all the Weatherfield businesses, see which one has the funniest name. Freshco is their grocery store. (laughs) Pretty good. I'm going to ask uh, maybe a crazy question, but is this set in modern day? Uh, I think it's set whenever it airs, right? Okay, so it's always current? Yeah. Okay. Um, it would be very funny though if it was still set in 1965. <laughs> yeah, or it's Why like that's right. It's like that 70s like show. Yeah. Um. So, grind rods is the name of a place. <laughs> uh, is that a gay bar? Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, f- a job firm, uh, like construction what? firm. What? Yep. What? Yeah. There are not as many funnily named. Te- uh, stores as I thought they were going to be. No, there's not. Miami Modes? What does that mean? <laughs> Na- Viaduct Bistro? <laughs> That's nothing. Nail Sparkle. Asker's Glue <laughs> Factory. <laughs> <sighs> the Joinery, is it? That must be like a trendy pub, right? Uh, it must have burned down because the picture <laughs> of it is a fire. <laughs> Uh, it is it is a tram crashing into Coronation Street because the joinery exploded. Awesome, <laughs> guys! Is it possible the show is very good? <laughs> it seems entirely possible. Here's the thing about the the venerable soap opera: is when you have to do five of them a week, you don't distinguish between good ideas and bad ideas. You yeah. just do the first idea. And so I bet that some really wild stuff happens in this show that you don't see in any other medium. There's a strip club in this town called Seventh Heaven where the V's are replaced by the number seven. Why the V? I like the movie seven. The movie seven. Oh my god, they specifically- a murder club? Yeah, they specifically call it a lap dancing club. Yeah, I guess every strip club is a murder club, really. Maybe, like, maybe they don't even strip. Maybe they just do lap dances. And murder. There's not even poles in there. There's just chairs. (laughs) And everyone wears a full-body jumpsuit like they work in an auto mechanic. Oh, I found a weird place. Underworld. Underworld is a local textiles factory that was owned by Aiden Connor until his sudden death. The factory produces lingerie for women. Why is it called that? <laughs> yes, good question. It's only for women werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> it's only for Kate Be- Beckinsale? Is that her? I think so. I, I think can, so. Once I start with Kate, I can never remember what comes It's next. one of the Kates. I wanted to say Kate Bosworth, but I don't know that that's anyone. Yeah, it's Kate Beckinsale. What if yeah, it was- Kate Bosworth is that one. She has one brown eye and one blue eye. She was engaged to Orlando Bloom for a while. Nope, let's, no idea. Let's imagine if the Underworld movies instead starred Kate Blanchett. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That would be fun. Anyway. She would look a lot like she did in uh, Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, would any of you like to guess what the business PJ Leisure does? Uh, lingerie for women. Okay, Matt? <laughs> um, pajamas for women. <laughs> They uh, are an amusement arcade group and sportswear distributor named for their owner, the shady entrepreneur Phil Jennings. 
Cool. Sure. So they have arcades and also sell jerseys. So it's a it's a textiles manufacturing factory with an arcade. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Cool. (sighs) Madness. Are we done with this? Yeah, probably. It's been an hour. We don't have to do this I'm anymore, dying. guys. I'm gonna die. Hold on. <laughs> I found one more good name. Perm Suspect uh, I, is a hair I salon. I am noticing. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. My favorite of those is um, Curl Up and Die, which is the yeah. hair salon Carrie Fisher works at in the Blues Brothers. There's a lot of those around, real ones, because people yep. aren't very creative. Yep. They hear a name, and they're like, yep, I'm going to use that name. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I always thought that the one that they always uh, advertise before the movies in Newark, Delaware, a, a touche of class, <laughs> yes. was uh, like maybe the least thought out name of a business ever. Yeah. I mean, it they means- thought they were saying touch in a fancy way, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but you can't just put an E on the end of touch because that's a different <laughs> word. <laughs> mm, only with an accent over it. It did have an accent over it. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, so that's some free advertising for uh, our sponsor this week, a touche of class in the Newark <laughs> Shopping Center or wherever the hell it is. Yep. <laughs> find it. Come and find it. Yep. Uh, you know what? I would be fine with calling it a touche of class if it was uh, fencing lessons. Yes, that would be that a much would be better very good. Oh, business. man. Oh, they my should God. Just, <laughs> they should shut down the haircutting thing, but keep the name. <laughs> switch. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening to the show. If you liked it, please come back next time and tell your friends about the show. Rate and review us on iTunes. All of the things that you can do to help us would be helpful. So do it. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. You can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can find me on Snapchat and Instagram, Jeff JK. You can go and DM any of us to get an invite to our Discord, where sometimes I'll post a picture of my cat. <laughs> um, and that's, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa, at mastodon.xyz, and I am sorry that I'm dying. Well, she's not actually dying. She's just sick. Yeah. In case anyone out there was actually very worried. <laughs> mm, well, if? I think the fact that I continue to post constantly about everything that I'm mad about in my life, people will probably be clued in that I'm not actually dying. <laughs> Always they be think, posting. Oh, I thought you were going to say people are going to be worried and think that you are tying up loose ends. <laughs> That's always what I'm doing, because if you die suddenly, you have to have everything under control. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm clicking through at pictures of this show from the 90s, and it's amazing how poor the television resolution was that <laughs> recently in time. Yeah. I know. When I think back to it, I'm like, you didn't even know what color eyes people had. It's insane. Yeah. It's just like, when we were at that time, I remember watching TV, and I guess my imagination was filling in a lot of details, because I don't remember it being... <laughs> Just a vague blur of colors. Yep. Anyway. Uh, All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please come back next time. But in the meantime, please don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read those comments, please. Oh, it's always different, but it's never good.